This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to the show. I mean, really, we, we joke about it. The stuff we say between when we're on the air is fascinating. And really illuminating about the people we work with. I, 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 I won't say who, unless, he, unless he's uncomfortable, because he could be uncomfortable. Right. But someone that we work with just told us that he would not go to his brother-in-law's wedding if it were scheduled on a football Sunday. Right, I think any, the specific was the Jets. Any, but that's any football Sunday, not like what, not Super Bowl playoff right. game. Any Sunday, right, would not go to the and, wedding. And what I said to him was, "Your wife and her brother are going to be at your funeral. The football team that you love, Freeman McNeil, is not walking into your not, funeral. Well, no. not, just like we told Dave, he th- he thinks John Mara is going to be at his funeral. Never, they but, won't send anything." No. That's why I think that my point is that 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 probably what drives people the most crazy is that there are a lot of people that are like Dave and the person that you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. He's very he sick. The, the person we're talking about, very sick person. But and I, a I was nice guy. About, but it's, it, but obviously disturbed. It, very it's apples. Disturbed. It's apples and wrenches because I, obviously you're talking about trying to get younger people to vote and what that could mean to a certain party. But let's just say, for sake of argument, follow me here that Bruce Springsteen bought the Kansas City Chiefs. Just out of nowhere. And just bought the team. Just bowled over Mr. Hunt and said, here's right. more money but than you'll ever think of. He's Bruce Springsteen. He's he's huge. And we all it's know his boss. political leaning. By the way, he's wonderful in the We Are the World, if you right. watch Does it. he come off as sweet? Oh, he's great. Yeah. But we know his political leanings. I do. He has sung about that. He, he's, he's campaigned for Democratic candidates. Everybody knows where he stands on the politics. Friends and who he will vote for in this upcoming election. Yep. And if he bought the Kansas City Chiefs and they showed him every five seconds, do you think the average football fan would be out of their mind the way they are now about so, the, Taylor Swift? It's an interesting Swift? point. So he's probably probably right. not. And I think, what, you know, I still stand by what I think is the major thing. But I think what Peter says is true. You know, a lot of people don't like to see strong women. They don't. We've, no. we've seen that before. Right. And it's associated with football. I mean, because if Barbara Streisand bought the Rams and oh, they kept showing Barbara Streisand, they would hate it. Hate it. Hate it. And we don't know anything about Barbara Streisand. Well, we do, but not oh, yeah. that much. I think we know a lot. <laughs> Sophia Vergara bought the Chargers what? from the Spanos family. They show her. People would be you can't boo You can't boo Sophia Vergara. Well, unless, nobody's booing unless you just Kelly hate Smith. life. No, well, they don't boo, they don't boo at... Chiefs games, obviously. Right. You wonder whether, like, next year they'd boo if they showed her at a... But a, you know what? She doesn't want to be seen. She's in a box. She's in a box. I mean, it's right. CBS that's showing Let's her. choose a, a female celebrity with no political affiliation. Do you think they'd boo, say, Jane Fonda? But she does. Uh, oh, sorry. Meryl, Meryl, sorry. Meryl Streep. Bad example. I'm Meryl sorry. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. She's I think out. most people in Hollywood are, are of a political persuasion. That's the problem. Well, that they they were really now. Now she was she was very outspoken, but I, I think the average fan com- constantly complained when they would show Kurt Warner's wife. Constantly complained about it. And the only one who really complains when they show Jerry Jones constantly is Don. My, because I just don't like the man. But it makes sense that they show him. He's the owner of the Cowboys. Nobody complains but, about Robert. But Kraft I do. Being shown I, I do think it's a predominantly male-driven, testosterone sport that just does not want to have to share it with people of the female persuasion. Again, I don't agree with that. 
but I do think that there are a lot of men out there that that bothers them more than anything with the political affiliation and all that. It's just that why can't we have our own? Why, why does this have to be the case? Yeah, why don't the show Taylor Swift for 44 seconds yeah. over a three-hour game? Well, but, but again, because it's an exaggeration, right? Like, And these are these are probably great fathers who will play Taylor Swift songs in the car with their kids, and, but they feel like those three hours. See, but I don't, I don't agree, agree with that. I don't, I don't agree, agree with, with your take. I don't agree with that. I, I, I think we're both against your take. If they're great fathers and they play Taylor Swift in the car for their kids, they, don't they take their kids to the concert, they wear the little wristbands and everything, right. they don't yeah. care. And that's most fathers that I know. Yeah. They're on board. Like they're they're in they're in. I think most fathers, if if they're decent human beings, would love that their kids watch football with them. I love when Charlie and Callie sit down well, and watch I, a game with me. I love it too, but I also know people that don't. Well, they're out of their mind. No, but but there are a lot of people that are out of their minds. I mean, never underestimate the stupidity of people. I think Dave likes his son sitting next to him during a game. What is it, just because it's a girl? Yes. For for those people, no, but I think people that are going... I will make the bold statement that the majority of people that are complaining, as adamantly as they are about Taylor Swift on television, probably are not big fans of women being involved in football and probably are coming from a sexist point of view. Yes, absolutely. Why would you complain that much about it? The stupid things that they show all the time. Like, I need to see somebody making... Do I, do I really need to see when what, what kind of what's happening on the concourse and the sausages that they're making? Or the person that's naked and, and painted himself blue? All the, the stupid things... They, the, they, where it's zero degrees outside and the guys with no shirt it's on. And, like, no, it's all stupid, right? But this bothers you. Why? Uh, What's the one thing that separates that and all the other things? I'm maintaining that this is not even as big an issue as we're making it out to be, though. So you think it's just an echo chamber of, uh, of a certain substance? I, I, I think it's... Pe- and I don't, By the way, let me be clear so everyone can hear me because I know you just think I'm uh, whatever political leanings you believe I have. I'm not even talking about the people with those beliefs. I think it's literally the news outlets who know that over the next couple of weeks when there's this big, big interest in the Super Bowl, if they turn the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift into a political conversation, now it's not just ESPN and FS1 and everyone else, all the sports people, now the political talk places can have their angle to, to, to glom on to the Super Bowl. It's just an angle for them to talk. I don't think most people care. I really don't. You're a weirdo. If you were obsessed with the Taylor Swift, I used to joke about it. You guys remember at the beginning, I made fun of it. I made fun of her swag surfing. It's all fun and games. But in reality, do you think I spend one second complaining? Beyond that, how about the opposite? I'm curious. When after the game, they showed Taylor Swift come on the field with Travis Kelsey? Am I going to see her lie to you guys? No, I'm interested. It's the biggest star on planet Earth. I mean, if, if Beyonce and Jay-Z had never been married, and all of a sudden I found out she was dating Pacheco, I'd be interested in seeing what she had to say, too. Now, one thing about the... I, I, we haven't brought this up today. So there's a, a picture out now that somebody took a picture of Patrick Mahomes in the locker room, and he's kind of got a dad bod. I mean, I'll take that dad bod. But but my point is... Wait, the people that that's are, not what I'm... The people that are making fun of his body, they're probably some... Slobs. They, they. I mean, who cares that he well, doesn't have a six pack? But, well, I mean, what's wrong with people? But, Will you pick on anything? Can but, you be a better quarterback would, than him? But oh wouldn't God. you admit that everything that react we react to on this show, in social media, everything is the vocal minority? 
Like, what do we do all the baseball season? Talk about Yankee fans complaining about their team. Does that represent all the Yankee fans? No, but doesn't just... it bother you that they even there's a small subset of people that are making fun of an unbelievable athlete that is not built like uh, a bodybuilder? I mean, who are these people saying it? They're sitting at home like with pizza on their chest. I don't think it's like it's not Conor McGregor who's making fun of them. It's these people that are making fun of him, even if it's a small minority of people. Who who right. the hell are you? I know. Who do you but think they, you are? Because there's a lot of dumb people, a lot of hypocrites out there. But I'm just saying is that Peter's probably right. It's not a lot of people that hate Taylor Swift, but they're a vocal minority of people. And, and we always react to the vocal. Like I said. We're I doing mean, it right now. Or all the Yankee fans, like the ones that call or tweet us, that they, that's, they hate Brian Cashman, want him fired, that they, they all they all hate their team unless they win a championship, or is that just the people that call our show? We can only react to what we hear. And, and, the, and the people that have no problem with, with uh, Taylor Swift aren't probably tweeting, I have no problem with this. They're, they're tweeting, I can't stand her. So we're always reacting to the vocal minority of people, Michael. It's just how it is. And, and we're kind of playing into it right now. Now, there there was a story today, and, and it's kind of like a, a story that we're going to tiptoe around because it's a totally sourced story. Mm-hmm. But since we respect one of the authors of the story, Diana Rossini, it was about the Jets, and boy, it doesn't make the Jets look good. It makes them look dysfunctional. It makes Robert Sala, a guy that we have a, a real good relationship with, look totally paranoid. Mm. And like, wow, like he's not in control. And it does amplify something that we all kind of assumed. I think there's a line in the story that Aaron Rodgers is the GM and Joe Douglas is the assistant GM. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is running everything. Other parts of the story, according to Diana and Zach Rosenblatt, who wrote it, is that Zach Wilson, by the end of the year, had had it with Aaron Rodgers. They were not, you know, mentor and mentee like it started out. Mm -hmm. Because once Aaron went away to get a surgery, Zach could not get a hold of him when he wanted, before they were like tighter than tight. But then after that, it kind of drifted away, drifted away. So the whole thing at the end was totally dysfunctional. And then when you read a story like this, Don and Peter and all our listeners... The only hope for the Jets is that Rodgers comes out and plays like it's 2017 again. Because if he doesn't come back and play at the top of his game, this whole thing is going to be the, the, the worst dumpster fire that yeah. you'll ever see. And not only a dumpster fire, but dumpster fire with toxic waste in there that will bring other people down as well. This story in The Athletic, again, through sources, very few quotes with the names attached, this story makes the Jets look like a bunch of fools. And the whole thing looked like it's a house of cards ready to crumble down. Yeah. There was there's one story in the story that when they when Rogers went on McAfee and said, you know, we've got to stop the leaks. Well, uh Sala got his coaches together and actually I, I want the person who's leaking to stand up. If you say it now, you won't be in trouble. But if I find out later you will be. <laughs> That's the old story. If you stood up now, you'd be in trouble too. But then he said, I'm going to take your phones and check them. I mean, this is unbelievable that this was happening at Florham Park. And you can see why everything just broke down after four plays because everything was built on one man. And when that one man was extracted out of the equation, Don, the Jets fell apart. It just, but there's a lot of things that 
we all knew about or, or speculated about, but just to see it all in one article was just scary. And again, we can't tell what's true, what's not true, but it, it feels like there's a lot of truth there because, yeah, of course he's in charge. But the stuff about like just Hackett being clueless and he just it, it just it, and how they kind of just punted on the season after he went down. Yeah, when there was really no reason to do that. Well, why is it just oh we'll be lucky to win seven games? Why would that be the attitude when you've got a great defense, you have weapons, and 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 all the time you're talking about how much you believe in the quarterback that you had as the backup. If you believe that you were lucky to be a seven win team if Rodgers got hurt, then why couldn't you go out? And get the backup. And then to think that Woody Johnson, who has done everything for this franchise, built a, a beautiful um, practice facility in Florham Park, would be too cheap to go out and get a backup quarterback? Listen, this, this, this one hurts, Michael. Quote, that's what Aaron wants was a common refrain from Hackett as he told coaches what plays he wanted to run during camp. Often, Rodgers would hear Hackett's play call and want something else. The entire offense would reset. Just a small piece of not what you want. And then they also amplify later on in the story that Hackett was clueless in how to do it without Rodgers and how to do it with a quarterback without Rodgers. Here you go. Hackett struggled to adjust the offense to the team's new reality. Multiple coaches and players described Hackett as lacking in attention to detail. For most of the season, Hackett would meet with offensive line coach, running game coordinator Keith Carter, and passing game coordinator Todd Downing during the week, but wouldn't get together with the rest of the offensive staff until the last minute of game prep. Yeah, it, it's not pretty. Now, I, I did I, I put an ask out for Diana. She she has not answered because she you know she was a co-writer of the story and she seems to be locked in with the Jets because she's the one who broke the story that Wilson didn't want to go, and that, and then that that's also detailed in this story that he didn't want to play, he didn't want to play, and then he was kind of embarrassed. And I don't think he liked the fact that you know Rogers tried to convince him to play, and then he ended up did he did play he played his best game against Houston. And then he got the concussion, and then he was done. But, uh, yeah, it, it shows a house of dysfunction. Yeah, it just... What a great quote from Garrett Wilson. I feel like this is something that Don and, and, and you have said on the show. Garrett Wilson said, football hasn't been this hard. When I watch it on the sideline, it don't look that hard for the other team. So, so we got to figure out something to get it rolling no matter who is slinging it. Isn't that so true, Don? It's just everything looks offensively so hard for this team. Yeah, it's the Giants this year, too. I mean, it's, that's why it was so frustrating to be a football fan in New York for the last few years but guys is it really that necessary to just completely cave to Aaron like where is he going I know I don't I don't think he has other options yeah I mean he he really had no other options he wasn't going to get traded to San Francisco he didn't want to stay in Green Bay so he comes to the Jets a very talented team did he come here because it was a talented team or did he come here because he knew he'd be able to run the show is that is that his end game uh, he, he doesn't care about winning a championship, doesn't care about any of that. I just want to go someplace where it could be all about me. Uh, that's hard to believe. So you can't sit him down and say, let's come up with a plan here where it gives us the best chance to win. It can't just be you making all of the decisions. I have a general manager. I have the ability to go out and get another head coach. There's very talented winning head coaches that are available. You're not going to allow me to talk to Bill Belichick. You're not going to allow me to talk to Pete Carroll. You're not going to allow me to talk to any of these coaches. It's got to be Robert Sala. I, 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 that's why I asked the question, guys. Are they scared to ask him, or do they ask him? And he just flat out says, no, I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers 
is going to be that have to be that hands-on with everything at the detriment of him going out there and winning games. There is no way that Aaron Rodgers, no offense to Robert Sala, can think that Robert Sala gives him the best chance to win a Super Bowl. When Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll are available, that Aaron Rodgers can actually think that Robert Sala gives him a better but, uh, chance to win. How can that be possible? Uh, here's how it could be possible. He is such a... Um... <sighs> egomaniac that he thinks that if he's healthy he can play through anything and also the way it's described his relationship with Hackett is not coach player it's like two frat buddies they said they joke around and the Jets are doing something about it because they're bringing in some kind of offensive assistant now that's it. they're in the process of hiring right now somebody who just doesn't like acquiesce to everything that Roger says and as Don said let's say you say you know Hackett's gone is Roger going to leave maybe no, he will maybe he will what... I don't know but is he going to retire and walk over? I, I just can't imagine you can't work together with him. Yeah, you should run things by him. But just to hand the franchise over to him, I, I, I just don't know why anybody would think that that's a good idea, no matter how much of a chance he gives you to win. But this is at the detriment of winning. And Joe Douglas, who was you know building something nice here, has, has pretty much given up his power to this guy. In the story, it says Joe Douglas is his is Aaron Rodgers' assistant GM. Think about that. And they, they named all the people that Rodgers wanted. Uh, Rodgers wanted Tim Boyle. How did Tim Boyle work out? He couldn't play yeah. quarterback in the league. You know, it's so funny. That How did no, Lazard work out? Nobody wants Bill Belichick, and the assumption is is because he'd have too much power. Right, and you give him power to, to give a quarterback. All, all the power to a quarterback. This portion of the show brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall, 10 top 10, uh, 10 top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. Make your best deal right now at Sansone Auto Mall. Tell them Bart Scott sent you and take an extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SANSONE today. Uh, this is uh, this falls under the heading of surprise, surprise, surprise. Okay. Uh, the, the Nets are playing the Suns tonight. You can watch it on ABC. Would Uh-oh. you like to guess what I'm going to say? Uh, Kevin Durant is not playing. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Uh, my guess is that Ben Simmons is a play. Ben Simmons out tonight. <laughs> you got to be. Left knee contusion. He played oh. one game oh after God. having been out since I tr- November 6th, and now he's out again. I truly called this the day the day that we said it, by the way. You did? The day that he came back. Well, it's we all joked when we said he was back. I'm like, all right, for how long? One game. I, I mean, you don't want to laugh at somebody's misfortune, but. I'm sorry, it's got to be on the table. Like, can he play through anything? And he looked great the other day. He almost had a (laughs) triple-double. Unbelievable. He is so fragile. And by the way, he's making $45 million a year. But the sad thing, Michael, it's not unbelievable. It's completely but, but the thing was, I mean, I know he had the back issue, but for his most of the time in Philadelphia, he did play. He just couldn't shoot. So that was a knock on him. You know, he's a limited player because he couldn't shoot. He didn't want to shoot free throws. Now he just can't stay on the court. What a terrible deal for the Nets. But again, the big three completely derailed the whole the whole thing. Dorian in Dallas. Dorian. Hey, Michael, thanks for taking my call. First-time caller. Welcome aboard. Long-time listener. Thanks. I uh, just had a quick take. Uh, one, I have a widget for Peter, and also um, just want to give my take on this Taylor Swift situation. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, when it comes to the to the Taylor Swift situation, I don't think it's a matter as deep as you guys are, are saying it is. 
I think it's just the fact that people are annoyed uh, with seeing her continuously on the game. It's not continuously, Dorian. It's not continuously. And well, she's not putting the camera so, on her. She, she has no real affiliation to the Chiefs other than dating someone, which based on her dating history could be done tomorrow. That's she's not, not really an owner. True. She's not a coach. And she has probably zero knowledge of football before dating Kelsey. So? so I think so? it's just a matter of it being sh- I think it's just a matter of it being shown continuously. It's not continuously. But Dorian, like you keep saying continuously. I just told you in a three-hour and nine-minute game, she was on 44 seconds in total. Yeah. How's that continuously? That's the, game, that's the game, Michael. But when you look at ESPN.com or you look at the app, they're showing her repeatedly on those apps. I think it's just overload. Oh, but did, did you did you uh, did, did, do you think that do you think sense? that do you think all the Dallas Cowboys cheat? You're from Dallas. You think they all are football experts? Nobody complains about them being on screen. I don't think it's quite as much as Taylor Swift, but uh, I'll give you an again. Analogy. You keep saying that, but he, Michael just you keep saying that. Michael Dorian, just gave you forty-four not, seconds. She's not on camera that much. I, I think she just sends I know, people but off. I'm saying I don't think that this, the cheerleaders are on camera as much as she is. They shouldn't I'll be. Hold on, hold on. But Dorian, they shouldn't be. She's a global icon. But if they showed forty-four yeah, seconds of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders during a Cowboy, in that. would you go to? Would you want to go to a Taylor Swift concert and see NFL clips or, or uh, Hard Knocks clips that, that, throughout the concert? Is there, there's no real connection. There's no yeah, but, but let me let me just let me just debunk what but you just said. A connection. Every time we watch a major sporting event and there's a megastar there, you see that megastar at least a couple times. That is a thing that is done. Period. Like, no matter what. I remember in Kobe's, in Co- in Kobe's last games time, leading up, that, uh, they, they will show the celebrities that came to see Kobe. If now you take not a celebrity, but the celebrity, the literally the biggest celebrity currently on planet Earth, and they now have essentially what amounts to be a storyline with the Super Bowl champions, right. it would be crazy but, to not and, show and the Dorian, person, you Dorian. Keep, you keep saying that she has no I, connection I it, to the guys. Chiefs. I understand. She's dating. She's a mega star, but, but, but not everybody's interested. But, uh, but so and, and, ignore it when she comes on screen. It's not, it's not, they're not showing her instead of the touchdown yeah, pass. Not, and she's, she's dating Travis Kelsey, who might be the greatest tight end in football history. Yeah. How could you say there's no connection? Again, it's, no, it's not again. No, no, we're good. Not we're again. Good. We're good. We're good. Again, but he keeps repeating like, it. He's wrong. But, but but you know, but it is a window into the soul of the people that don't like it. Maybe it's just beyond being sexist or political. Maybe there's this feeling like she's infiltrated the club. Like football, you don't belong. This is football. There's certain things we accept in football. And and a pop music celebrity apparently is somebody that, for whatever reason, you know, it's the He-Man Woman Haters Club. It's like, no, no, this is football. This is, we'll live with the cheerleaders. They came with the Cowboys. Okay, you could do that. And we'll live with all these other things. But this is football and you you don't belong. For whatever reason, whether she's a woman, whether she's famous, there's a lot of people that they show that don't know anything about football. Don. Some of the fans don't know anything about it. Every single game. That the Knicks play every game that they play at MSG. Coming out of break, probably in the third quarter, Mike Breen shows every celebrity that's at the game. Ben Stiller, Steven yeah. Sharippa, Howard Stern. Shows everybody. I mean, do they have to Lil take Dickie a, was there last night. Yeah, do, do they have to take a test to see if they know basketball? 
Michael J. Fox yesterday. Tracy Poland, his wife. Do they have to take a test? And by the way, people like Michael J. Fox and Steve Sharippa and Tracy Morgan, they're at every game. Every I mean, game. They show them all the time. And they're always there. And nobody is giving them a Wonderlick test to see if they know basketball or football. <laughs> I want to see it's Taylor take the Wonderlick. She doesn't know. How do you know she doesn't know football? How do you know? Because you think she's a woman, so there's no way she knows football? But there is an escapism I think some people look at football as, and that's why they get upset when there's politics thrown. It's like, I just want to watch my football. She doesn't belong. For whatever reason, whether it's a political affiliation, the fact that she's a woman, the fact that she's a pop star, you get the sense from that caller. It's like, you don't belong. This is our club. And you don't, and you, you didn't, you didn't be, you didn't go through what I went through to be able to watch the. It's, it's something. It's got to be something along those lines, Michael. Like, no, sorry, this is our club, and you're not allowed in. Amazing. It, it, to me, it's absolutely stunning. Again, if it was obtrusive, I would almost sign off on it because you're taken away from the game. They're showing her after. Travis Kelsey makes a catch for a touchdown, and they show her for like five seconds celebrating. They're also showing Brittany Mahomes, and they're showing. Ch- right. Did anybody have a problem with Jason Kelsey's mom being shown throughout the Super Bowl last I think year? She had a commercial last year. Yeah. Anybody have a problem at all? Joe, I wonder why they have a problem with Taylor Swift. They didn't have a problem with Jason Kelsey's mom. Interesting. Interesting. Peter, tell us a story. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate. Taylor Swift included, America's number one sportsbook is FanDuel. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday, it's all about, you know, the best seat, the best snacks. I'm a big nacho guy, seven-layer dip guy, okay? I am a wing guy as well. And in addition to the snacks, it's about throwing down some great bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who's going to score, who's going to win, I should say, but you can also bet on who's going to score, who's going to throw throw for the most yards, most touchdowns, interceptions. It's all there for you, all the props and fun you want, and so much more. New customers, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Peter to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash Peter. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and physically present in New York. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issues, non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with the gambling problem, call 877 8 Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. So the Nets against the Suns tonight, whether or not the Net fans boo Kevin Durant. We talked about it earlier, not quite sure. Uh, I don't know why they would cheer him. I don't know if they'd go out of their way to boo him. But he really didn't do much for the Nets, and then he left them high and dry. He just bailed. He bailed on them. Supposedly he was well-liked in the building. He treated people well, and that's something to be said. But if you're a Net fan, did he help your organization? No. Did he and Kyrie help your organization? No. Helped take them down. He helped put him in the situation they're in now, the 10th spot. That's what he did by bailing on them, by getting rid of assets to get him, getting rid of a coach to appease him, getting Harden to appease he and Kyrie, and then all three of them bailed. So they rearranged the furniture and they left before people showed up for the party. So does that deserve him being cheered tonight? No. I don't think so. Now, what are you appreciating? The whole idea is to, to thank him and show appreciation for the time he spent here. What are you appreciating? What, the, the, the run, what was it, to the second round? Yep. Uh, listen, I, I'm, a, I'm a KD guy. Personally, love the man. Right. But if I'm a Nets fan, like I don't know him, I'm just a Nets fan, there's nothing to cheer for. Gosh, I am so like, I really don't like sounding like the old boomer that Michael is. But man, sometimes this league and the way that athletes are handled now makes it impossible. Like, everything. No one can play games. Everyone needs rest. Everyone is friends. There's no real rivalries. The players literally just get whatever coach they want. Everything has to be perfect. And then they have to get cheered no matter what the circumstance is. Right. It doesn't... What's the point? Like, if we're going to treat everybody like that, when someone like Steph Curry deservedly gets a farewell tour, isn't it cheapened when we do this stuff? Sure. It's cheapened, guys. Can't we save it? Can't we save it for the, the people who literally deserve it? I mean, listen, KD, for example, if he were to go back to Golden State, I get it. He won a championship there. They want to show him love? No doubt. They, they reach the highest plateau. But here... And also, if you cheer him tonight, you're co-signing what he did. But we have to. But you know what? It's Michael. The this league and one of the. And I guess we probably shouldn't hate on this because Don. I think this really works well for this league, and it's something that baseball really needs. The NBA's fan base, when it comes to young people, is compromised of tons of people who root for players. They don't care about teams. How many, how many of the kids who go to Nets fans in Brooklyn are hardcore Nets fans? And how many have, how many, how many are Luka fans? How many are Steph fans? Well, how many are Kevin Durant fans? Well, that's how the NBA markets its product. And, right. and, and, it, and it does pretty well yeah. for them. They, no, they have done well. Right, Don? Right, because you're right. There may be cheers because there might be people that just became Sun fans now because they love Kevin Durant. I mean, they, we, we talked about how Yes promotes the opposition more than the Nets. Because they realize they can get some eyeballs of people just wanting to watch the stars to come to Brooklyn or Brooklyn going to the stars. Now, not how I grew up, 
I mean, to me, that's not fun. It's about to be teams. Like, uh, you should be excited about the Knicks possibly winning a championship, but not attaching yourself to stars who jump from team to team. It might work for the league, Peter, as far as getting eyeballs to it, but it, is it good for these individual teams? Let's go to Carl in Queens. Carl. Oh, yes, boys. I'm on. Um, Don, Peter, Michael. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you guys bring up so many things. I wanted to... Um, uh, quickly, uh, just say something about my, our Jets, my Jets, and then um, just talk talk about the Knicks. Um, Robert Sala is not a good head coach, and this atomic bomb that Rossini uh, dropped, I mean, guys, total clown show. Please miss me with this. I don't need this right now. I, was, I thought I was going to think about the Jets during the draft, and now I have to think about whatever. That, that's not important. But um, with the Knicks, my main point is that I want to shout out all of our traveling fans. And ironically, Peter was just talking about all the young fans, that whatever. But every away game, guys, is Madison Square Garden away. It's amazing. I bought tickets to Philadelphia. I forget what the date was on February 22nd. I'm there, guys. We're there. We have to support this team. I love it. I'm here. No, I mean, they, they've traveled well, and I know they took over Charlotte. But I don't know if if it's so much traveling. There are a lot of Nick fans, a lot of transplanted New Yorkers around yeah, the country. Yeah, that's the thing. That might be it. I, I don't know. Like, did people really get together, like thousands of people, and fly to Charlotte to see the Knicks Hornets? I mean, to me, that would be crazy. I mean, Charlotte's a nice town, but is it really a, a vacation well, destination to go see the Knicks? The one thing I noticed, Michael, traveling with the Rangers, there's always a bunch of Ranger fans at every arena, and some of them do travel. They'll just pick an arena to go to. But you know how many transplanted New Yorkers there are everywhere. How many people call, like, from out of town? They'll tell you, yeah, I used to live in New York, and now I'm living in Chicago or, you know, Sacramento or whatever. You'd be surprised. All the different places, especially when you go to places like Tampa. There's always, but Charlotte. I'm, there's probably a lot of transplanted New Yorkers. People that retired down south that still root for the teams up north. You know, he also brought up Sala, that Sala can't coach. I don't know how anybody can say that with any certitude. Well, he, he, can't, has, he has. You can't say he's a great coach. But can't can't uh, say he can't you, coach. You, you can say he's not showing sort of the metal or fiber to kind of keep this thing under control. Well, that, one, that's fair. One thing that came out in the story, though, tells me that he was kind of fibbing with us in the second half of the season when we kept asking, you worried about you? I don't think about things like that. Well, supposedly in the story, he was very concerned and wanted a... Um, a vote of confidence from Woody Johnson well, starting with like week 11. Never got it until week 17 when the Post got Woody Johnson in the parking lot. So to say you weren't even worried about it when you were looking for a vote of confidence, you obviously were worried about it. And that's normal. I, I guess you can't ex- express it, but at the time we said there's no... I, I love when people say I don't worry about things I can't control. Man. I worry about things I can't control. I don't worry about things I can control. Well, we knew he was fibbing when he said it, Michael. You even called him out on it, but he wasn't going to admit it. But but it's not even about whether you think he can coach or not. Can you do better? Can Is Vrabel a better coach? Yes. Is, is, is uh, Carroll a better coach? Is Belichick a better coach? Come on. That's the thing. So even if you're thinking, coach, can we do better? In this short window we have with Aaron Rodgers, can we afford to not know about our coach? They were talking about it on the morning show. We even we even touched on it. The only coaches you could say that Sal is definitively better than are all the coaches that are new and don't have a resume. Otherwise, every established coach in this league, you would take over Robert Sala. And you've got three really good coaches available. 
Three of them are all still available right now. And in the story, it says that Sala is concerned that he's going to be the next Vic Fangio, who's a great defensive mind. And when he got a job as a coach, his quarterback situation was bad and he never got another shot. So obviously he's thinking about it a lot that he already came up with a comp of Vic Fangio. Let's go to Jackie in Scotch Plains. Jackie. Hi, guys. How are you? I love your Hi, show. Jackie. I watch it every day. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I just have a hot take on the Taylor Swift situation. Okay. I think it's a, a lot like um, Justin Bieber in hockey and how fans treat the fact that he likes to go to the games and watch the, um, you know, his team and everything, the Maple Leafs. So I think undercurrent of if we condone these people liking our sport, then we're, it makes us less of a man. And it's something I've experienced firsthand commenting on forums and social media about hockey. Um, I live, breathe the Rangers. I watch every hockey game that I can get my hands on on TV. And when I make comments, um, you know, there's always some jerks that say, well, what do you know? Or you have no idea. You're clueless. Um, they say hockey's for everybody, but I think there's a lot of work to do and um, to make that all-inclusive. And I think that's true across the board in a lot of sports. You know what, Jackie, too? I see it with women in sports, uh, sports yeah. media. Oh, yeah. They have to be like better than men to be accepted rather than just as good. I've seen I've seen over thirty seven years with Susan Waldman. Oh yeah, how she's treated, and also My, I'm not familiar with Justin Bieber. Is he looked down upon? I, I never noticed that, only because he's from Canada and he's a Leafs fan, so he's accepted, I think, by the community because he is a fan. Right. You know, when you see these guys, um, who was it? Um, Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. He he played one of the Winter Classics or Stadium Series and. He tweeted something out like, looking forward to halftime. Like, he obviously didn't know, so he got destroyed. Like, those are things like, why is he here? He's not even a fan of hockey. Why do they have him performing? But Justin Bieber's Canadian. He's a Leafs fan. I think he's accepted. But what you said about women, Michael, we can make mistakes, and it'll never be because we're a man. But when a woman makes a mistake, it's because she's a woman. And that, that's, that's really unfair. But that's the way, unfortunately. And very, cons- very consistent, too. Yeah, that, that it's it's really a shame. But you just keep doing what you're doing, Jackie. I mean, believe me, I, I run into there's a lot of women, especially. I think baseball and hockey, Michael, to me, just on the, feel like it might have the highest percentage of women that root for it. I don't know that for a fact, but just you know, watching uh, from the outside, it feels like that. And and they're the, some of the most educated fans and passionate fans. It, it, you got to get over that, man. But yeah. it's been such a men's club, all the sports, forever. But football's probably the last one, right? Because maybe because it's so physical and so testosterone driven, maybe that's the last pendulum to fall. But it's been a it's been an old man's club for a long time. Well, this new year, it's time to finally lose that weight the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you'll lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat-burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 
guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days naturally quickly and safely with nj diet no hormones no prepackaged foods no shots you can get the doctor's personal email and phone number call 855-5-NJ-DIET 855-5-NJ-DIET or schedule your consult today at njdiet.com that's njdiet.com Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. The Point God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. The only hope for the Jets is that Rodgers comes out and plays like it's 2017 again. Because if he doesn't come back and play at the top of his game, this whole thing is going to be the worst dumpster fire that yeah. you'll ever see. And not only a dumpster fire, but dumpster fire with toxic waste in there that will bring other people down as well. Proud. Don took the first two of the week. I grabbed this one. Big, bad, quick one. Quick one. Quick one. And that's that's what a good point is. That's, that's all you need. You don't need to go on and on and on and on. So help me out here. TP, who listens to the show, writes, I'm a little disappointed you haven't talked about this jet story. We just, okay. Yeah, we've talked about it for about 40 minutes. Uh, the last time this reporter dropped something, you had her on to defend herself from Rogers, but now you treat this with uncertainty? No, we tried to have her on. I, I texted Diana. She, didn't, she ghosted right. me. Uh, Anthony put in for her. She ghosted us. So, I mean, people sit there in front of their keyboard and, and they make these proclamations that have no basis in truth. We have talked about it. Right. So why even? And we asked her to be on. Because I try to win everybody over one by one, Don. No, but when it doesn't have Don't any bother. basis in fact, like then why does it even? If there's no point. Then why are you trying to win them over anyway? I try. Christian in New Jersey. Christian. Hi, I'm uh, calling from Califon, New Jersey. I just find it hypocritical that people are so outraged about Taylor Swift, wholesome, dressed uh, very wholesomely, yet uh, Jason Kelsey could be like shirtless like uh, John Belushi in Animal House cracking beer cans on his head, and that's all cool in the bro code. That's totally fine, but we're not allowed to see Taylor Swift, wholesome Taylor Swift celebrate her loved ones uh, excelling on the field. It's, 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 it's a conundrum, Christian. It, do, it doesn't quite make any sense. She's not... She, she, she doesn't seem to be a polarizing figure. She's kind of like... Maybe because she comes off as kind of... I don't know. I don't want to use this word perfect. That people just think it's an act. But really, who has she ever really done wrong? Uh, I, there's no real controversy with her. I mean, I on her tour, she gave like $5 million to the crew. That she didn't have to. They got paid. This was a bonus from her. I think like every significant significant person got a hundred thousand dollars because she she took that money and just poured it back into them. Right. She Here, so this much. is for you. Thank you so much. T- a tip, if you will. A tip. Well, that's pretty good. I again, I, I don't get it. That's why I bring it up as much as I do because I don't get the hate. What is she well, doing? Yeah, we're not hateful. getting we're not getting tons of calls with people hating on her though. Let's be honest. Let's go because they, you know what? Because those people. Well, we tr- the guy from Dallas tried. He tried, but let's we, go to we, John in North Babylon. John. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Good. How, how are you, you? So good. You know, Don, you said a little earlier, and and I agree with you. you know, there's other coaches out there that are better than Salah, but talk about a conundrum. You know, what do you do if you if you fire Salah, which they're probably not going to do because they gave him a vote of confidence. Is a Mike Vrabel or or 
Belichick want to gonna you know come here and have to keep Hackett, or if they try to get rid of Hackett, then does Rogers turn around and say, "Well, then screw this, I'm walking." Where is he going? It's, 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 uh, retirement. He doesn't need this. Well, how would that look? He doesn't need it. Well, the, he 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 could have stayed in in Green Bay because he felt like there was there was over. It was time to move on. He goes to the Jets. Why? He could have retired. He decided he wanted to stick around. He wanted another Super Bowl. Go to a talented team. I mean, uh, is he, guys, are you that worried he's just going to up and retire? How would that look for him? I want to stay. I leave Green Bay. I force my way out of there. I go to New York. I make all these demands. I, I'm basically the de facto general manager of the team. I get hurt four plays in. They they let go of Robert Sala, who at best is, is an unknown commodity, and then you walk away and retire? He would have well, angle over his face. I don't think he'd retire, Don. He'd force his way out and go somewhere else. There'd be a team that would well, want him. Well, where are you going? Uh, there'd be a team that would want him. I mean, there's a lot of bad quarterback play out there. Well, you're not going anywhere unless I trade you. He can try to force his way out, but you know what? It takes two to tango. And as far as these new coaches coming in, I've said this before. They're smart people. If they, they, they want Aaron Rodgers to work, otherwise they wouldn't take the job. And if and if Hackett gets the best job, best chance to make Aaron Rodgers work, wouldn't they at least be open to the discussion of keeping Nathaniel Hackett the OC? And in answer to the caller, too, you do this behind the scenes before you fire anybody. You see if somebody's interested, what the rules of engagement are. Would they keep Hackett? Do they want Rodgers? And Rodgers came out, you know, after being after we were told that he was never he was not going to be on. Uh, Pat McAfee, the rest of the football, he, he forced his way on the next day that was unreal. to sing praises of Bill Belichick. I don't think he would rail against Bill Belichick getting no. the job. I don't think Bill Belichick would take the Jets' job, probably. Maybe no. he wouldn't, but, you know, and, and maybe they went behind the scenes and found out that he wouldn't take the job, but, you know, Pete Carroll wouldn't come back. So these guys would rather not work than be a, a Jet coach? It's odd. It's odd. It's the final week of Superbox Bonanza 5. Each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card, have a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. What number did Rogers wear? Aaron? That's yeah. eight. Be caller number eight right now at 888-987-ESPN to select a box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. So I brought you by Telemore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Telemore Dew Honey and Security Dodge. Come get some. And we changed lives with our promotions. Is that true? Because the guy called up earlier, we gave him tickets to his, a Drake concert six years ago. He took his girlfriend. Now it's his wife. On the first day, now it's his wife. Are you kidding me? That's we all. changed that's, lives. That's, that's, we created that marriage. And if they have children, we created those children. Yeah, those are K children, as we call them. Yes. When I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared, Peter. How? I have my lineup cards. Okay, what else? The latest team stats. Yeah, that's got to be it. And of course, no, 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 my mug of Bigelow tea. Oh. For me, you know, it's Bigelow Earl Grey. With a smooth taste that keeps my voice in peak condition, even when the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle. Neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea and take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea. Join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.